everyone and welcome to um, Talking Out About. This week we are chatting about self-esteem and the five things that I am doing or have done to build my self-esteem. Self-esteem is important to everyone, just not not just those with FND or any other mental health um, diagnosis or condition. It's important as it helps drive you towards feeling worthy of being better. It, instead of telling you that this is just your life now, it helps you to see that actually you deserve the effort and the time to get better and get the help that you might need. Um, now, the list that we have put together is simply the top five things that I am doing or have done or am working towards. Um, and there may be many more top tips, if you like, towards building self-esteem, which we'd love to hear about. So if you reach out and let us know, we're on Facebook with Life With FND, on Twitter at FND Life With, or you can send us an email at livingwithfnd.hotmail.com and we can share them and see if we can build more of a, a longer list to helping people build their self-esteem so for me self-esteem I always struggle to see the difference between self-esteem and confidence and I'm starting now to understand that from how I view it is self-esteem is how you view yourself and confidence is how others view you in situations would you agree I would yeah thanks for the introduction you don't um, get an introduction. I'd like an introduction. Well, you don't get one. But it's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we there's a lot of terms that we tend to use, and we probably use a bit interchangeably, but I think you're right. Like, the the, de- the difference is that one is sort of inwardly looking and one is outwardly looking, and, you know, probably what a lot of people get quite good at is faking confidence, and you, and you, you get used to projecting yourself a certain way. Um, you know, you might project yourself as as being capable or feeling calm but internally we feel very different so it's probably a good illustration to draw out with self-esteem you're specifically talking about how do you feel about yourself because you know we can all we can all show ourselves off to be a certain way but what we're trying to do is create um sort of a long-term healthy environment for all the for regardless of what your mental health problem might be to create like a or good just generally baseline. yeah generally i think i i i I falsely assumed that uh, the biggest thing that mental health problems might might have is an absence of self-esteem or, or some, some might, but I think it's everyone has their own battles with self-esteem, regardless of what else might be going on. I think it's important that those are shared across, not just limited to those that have some form of diagnosis or whatever it might be. Hmm. So... Um, the first one that we've got is positive self-talk. Now, this is something that I am still working on. I have not mastered this one, and I don't know when I will master this one, but it's a really difficult one to do, especially if you're used to very negative self-talk, if you're used to hearing that inner voice in your head that tells you you're doing everything wrong all the time. It's very difficult to flip that on its head and go, actually, no, I'm doing things right. Um so kind of starting really small with your positive self-talk making it really small and almost over things that aren't a big deal 
So saying like, oh, you know, I'm really good at my three times tables. Like, in the grand scheme of things, not it's nothing big, but you're still giving yourself a bit of praise. Like, you're still saying, I'm really good at them. Like, you're giving yourself that credit, that praise. When you... I've started back at work and I'm a teacher and you praise the children for the time, the small behaviours that they get right to show them and that's how you would like them to behave. And I think it's the same with building self-esteem. You've got to pick up on those small things because it then leads to the bigger comments that you can make that are positive about yourself. You have to start small and almost the inconsequential stuff and then build up to the big kind of, areas of it yeah certainly certainly what i've experienced is always is this idea that you know people think and we do joke and it's on tv and things that like talking to yourself is is like something that crazy people do but remember there's there's two sort of distinctions firstly talking to yourself in your head is just as powerful as talking aloud like sometimes we are so afraid of getting how how distant the end state is that we don't even start so that positive self-talk, like we, I think a lot of times we naturally have negative self-talk and we don't think twice about it. We assume that that one is default and that's acceptable, but we don't do the reverse. And it really doesn't matter what you're even referring to. Sometimes, almost ironically, giving yourself positive qualities and positive self-comments you know, comments is just as important. So, you know, you're, ultimately you're, you're just a simple animal and your brain isn't really complex enough to work out when you're doing things like ironically like how many times do popular um culture references and new phrases come up you know, things like lit and we and, and if you're a bit older you start using them like ironically and then actually after like a few months you find that you just use them you, you use them so so often that you just use them naturally now and lit that yeah. was the one that you went to well that's like a lit. Pop, that's a popular one isn't it that's what i don't think it is i think say. you might be showing your age Here's a little about, bit what about calling doggos Dobbos, dogs and doggos and things like that to start with and like flossing and think like stupid childhood stuff that people used to you don't mean of. like teeth flossing you mean the dance yeah, I mean move the dance, flossing yeah. right just clarifying things that. that you used to laugh at and you would you you almost took the piss doing just repetition works so i would think like you know even if you things that matter in your head i would say like I climbed the stairs really well. I'm a master at climbing the stairs. And you think, for the first time you do it, you'll think it's stupid, it's not making any difference. Yeah. But it does. Every single time, because you're only telling it yourself. That's all you need to do. It's supposed to be low level. We're going to practice, just like you said, we're going to practice doing this low level activity. And ideally, say it aloud if you can and if you feel confident but enough. It, but you don't need to. It's, I think, especially for me, like I said, it's still something I'm working on, like to to even entertain the idea of self positive self-talk was really hard like way back at the beginning of this like I couldn't do it I couldn't I couldn't think it I couldn't say it and I'd only and just about copy you I could only just about copy you because it felt so wrong to do it it felt so wrong to think anything positive about myself and things like oh, you know, you're a master at climbing the stairs. It seems really silly and it seems really funny and you're like, what a stupid thing to comment on. But actually, because it's it's nothing of meaning, it actually makes it easier. So if you start with those things where it's just kind of, it's something you do, but it's it's like a almost like a nothing. Like, mm. it takes the pressure off and it means you can get into the habit of hearing it in your own mind. 
and going, oh wait, okay, that was positive. A split second positive and then you're done. You don't have to then think about it anymore. But it's, you have to build up that habit of doing it and it does take time and it takes work and it's uncomfortable as anything and you hate every second of it. But actually you need to go through that to be able to do it. And I really struggle with having a voice in my head. I, I don't I don't really think in my mind. I think out loud quite a lot of the time. I can only really think during conversations. So it makes it really hard to then do positive self-talk because I have to share that out loud, but I'm not comfortable sharing it out loud. Mm. So I get caught within that circle of, well, I know I need to do it, but I can't currently do it. I don't want to tell you I'm doing it. So I get stuck, but I'm working on ways to kind of do it. So like, you will say something and I copy you back. Yeah. A copycat routine, that's what we've done. Like, you'll be like, right, say you are awesome. And I'll be like, oh, I don't want to say it. But actually, as we've done it more, I will. I may only fight it once now and then I'll do it properly. Mm. Whereas before I would fight it and fight it and fight it and fight it and I wouldn't look at you and I wouldn't look at me. And then eventually you just kind of get used to it. You get comfortable. Mm. So repetition, it. isn't it? It's the practice making it a habit yeah and i think the i know the other um four things that you've got written down um all sort of do they all do tie into this sort of thing but you're talking about habits i know you want to do another one of these on habits but it is it's so important that you've got to think to yourself where where are the where basically am i behaving abnormally and and focus on those areas so if you genuinely struggle to say something positive about yourself that should be a big red flag for you to say hang on I should be able to say or think the uh, certainly I should be able to think these things, but ideally I should be able to say them because they must they must be true. So if you are getting stopped here, if you do feel like you're embarrassed or hesitant to even say it to yourself, then that's a pretty good trigger for you to go right. I need to do some work here, and we'll we'll talk about how you can make it into a habit probably in another episode. But it's it's just very hard, and it's something that I am still working on and. Yeah. Why do you find it hard then? So in what way is it hard for because you? I've, because part of the FND for me and things like that is I've kind of lost my identity almost. But before then I didn't really have any idea who I was or what I was about. I was very much in the background. I wanted to be the grey person that no one saw. And I was okay with that. So my, I didn't want any sort of attention from myself or from other people because... I didn't deem myself worthwhile, worthy of that attention. Mm. So I think that's what you've also got to come back to is, how do you honestly see yourself? If you see yourself as something really, really negative, this is going to be really hard for you because you're coming from a place where you're a lot further away from that end goal of being able to do positive self-talk. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means it's going to take longer to do it and that's where you need to build it into a habit like every time you climb the stairs you said you are the champion of climbing stairs for example or you have little clues around the house telling you that you're beautiful or that you know you mean something to someone or whatever it might be and that sort of thing that will train your brain into actually accepting positive words instead of just letting it run off your back when you hear them and just absorbing the negative mm, that was something we discussed for briefly wasn't it as well talking about like where this self-esteem came from because when we were discussing this in like draft form 
originally thought about well one of the one of the ways you can build your self-esteem is by having other people tell you positive things um i can't remember if it was you or i but we basically drew the distinction between sort of like there's there's two different ways that you can sort of fill up your self-esteem you can either get told from others that you're good or you could tell yourself you're good and i think i think there's a time and a place for both for both and i think for me i needed to hear it from other people because it was modeling it to me i then knew oh this is how you phrase something positive i can just copy that yeah and it was very much a copycat routine of you'd say something positive to me and then i would take that in board and go right okay this is how he structured that positively and then i could then process that in my own time but i then had it modeled to me and if you'd have it modeled often enough that can help but it's really hard if you're in a position where you don't have that positive person to help you do that so there is a time and a place for it and you like in the world of social media and stuff like that it's it's very easy to get outside opinion but you kind of don't want to fall into that trap your self-esteem is about you and how you view you if you need other people to model it for you that's absolutely fair enough but don't be reliant on other people to give you your self-esteem because it is your self-esteem not others yeah it's it's easy to it's easy for people to fail to recognize that you need to get as much positive impact from yourself as you do from others because remember you're always with yourself so on a bad day or a bad week where maybe you're not with other people you might you know you can go a week comfortably you can go a month comfortably without hearing somebody else say something positive about you now you're always with yourself so you've always got that and you'll find it in like couples and families they become codependent whereby one person only gets positive feedback from others so they are over a bit over the top attached to them because that's the only place they can get that positive self-esteem so if you feel like oh i so depend on my husband or my wife or my boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever because they're the only ones who say anything nice you've got to think well hang on I should be getting as many nice things for myself. Hmm. It's just it's just hard, especially if you're coming from yeah the no positive self-talk. Yeah. If you're already kind of doing it, then, you know, you can kind of keep taking those steps forwards and start small and work up and make a habit out of it. But I think if you're coming from a place where I did, where you have no self positive self-talk at all, you have no self-esteem at all, it's a really hard step to take. Hmm. And what's, what's actually funny from the outside, so when you talked about like being the pr- champion of climbing the stairs, okay, we laugh at it because we think, well, how ridiculous, what a non-activity. And yet I can guarantee you the things which you speak negatively about yourself for other people are as ridiculous. If you found a third party to listen in to your thoughts for the things you spoke badly about yourself, they would be as ridiculous, but because you hear them day in, day out, you get accustomed to it, you think yeah. it's normal. And you need that positivity. It doesn't matter. Don't, don't worry about it being about being big or large or anything like that. We're just trying to say positive things, and we'll do it by routine. But we'll we'll cover we'll cover yeah. a way in which you can talk about that. I think other time, won't we? It's just it's just it's a big part of what I have been doing to build my self esteem. I don't get it right all the time. Not a master at it in any way. But that's fine because I'm still learning to do it. Like some of these things I I am still learning and that's okay. Like just part of the journey. I know you hate that word, but the felt journey, like I'd throw it in there for you. Part of the journey. Just to annoy you. It's so hipster, isn't it? Oh now we're hipster, right. 
What's, uh, what's point two? I was getting there. Patience grasshopper. Um, comparison to others. So, well, it's, it's a funny one because I would imagine people, like, you shouldn't compare yourself to others. You shouldn't do that because everyone's got their own story. Everyone's got their own things. Do not compare yourself to others. And I know I've said on previous podcasts about FND, don't compare yourself to others in terms of where they are in their journey. I think when it comes to self-esteem, separate to everything else, you do have to compare yourself, but it's not because you're being selfish. It's not because you're being rude. It's not something you have to share with anyone. Everyone has positive and negative points to them. Everyone has strengths and everyone has weaknesses. And all we're trying to do is, instead of seeing only your negative traits, to fairly see your positive ones in them. So instead of only paying attention to, oh, I'm really bad at maths, I'm really bad at spelling, I can't do the splits, I can't do this, I can't do that. Say, well, actually, but I can climb the stairs. And I can do my three times table. And I can, I don't know, can't think of anything else. But that, and, that, and that's for, for me, the, the whole point around, firstly, to cover the first thing, what do they say? Comparison is the thief of all joy. Comparing yourself to others is a way of... Whacking out a quote there. Yeah, thanks very much. No idea who says it. But um, the whole point, though, is that what we fail to do, and this is, a, this is a skill that you need to practice, is to actually understand quite how unique everyone is. And that's, you know, what I'd, I'd recommend, like, get a pen and a notepad and literally come up with a hundred ways in which you do something... A hundred. A hundred ways, because it's that important. That's a, ridiculous. A hundred ways in which you I don't you agree with that, but... A hundred ways. I'd say, like, five. No, that's the point, though. The problem is, is that people's perception is that we're much more similar than we think. So we think really superficially. For example, what car do I drive? What colour hair do I have? You know, we basic things that basically have no impact whatsoever on you as a yeah, human. Yeah, that's fine. You can start there. No, no. The point is, is to view people as complex beings. We are not simplistic creatures. We're all really good and really bad at loads of things. And if you write down all the different characteristics and ways you could be different. For example, you might walk with a slightly longer stride. I thought you were going to say in a wonky way, and I was like, that's just rude. You have walked in a wonky way. I have walked, that's that's just rude. (laughs) That's not what we're talking about right now. But the idea is that recognise that people have hundreds and thousands of ways in which they are unique. And to truly understand an individual is to recognise all those different traits. Now, what Instagram and social media tells us is the only thing that matters is basically beauty, or the only thing that matters is riches. You know, you can think pretty much online social media tells you a handful of things fame, you know, um, money, what job they've got, prestige, that sort of thing. It takes a handful and says that's all that really matters. But actually, your ability to play the piano or your ability to take your kids for walks or your ability to do your three-times table, do your three-times table, anything, all of those things are qualities which you can accurately compare yourself against. Recognise that when you've been comparing yourself, you've been picking one or two traits. If you start digging into it, hundreds of traits, there will be traits on there, and we're not saying they're important. What we're saying is they matter and that they are as valid as any other trait. But like going back to the positive self-talk, like start with like the inconsequential stuff. You can do that with your comparisons. You're not doing it to be unkind to anyone. You're doing it to show yourself that it's okay to think of yourself in a positive light and to think of yourself like 
them further ahead than someone else. Like, it's not saying that the other person isn't a good person or that you're a bad person thinking it. It's simply saying, I am better at my free time table than you. Mm. That's all it is. It's not, it's nothing else. It's literally, I can do my free time tables quicker than you. I don't know why that's keep where my brain goes, but. Here's the secret as well. You can compare yourself to yourself. If you, if you struggle to compare yourself to others, compare yourself to you in the past. What did you used to do last week? What did you do a year ago? Yeah. What did you do 10 years ago? And recognise that people are different and that people improve and, and come along. The way in which this ties into self-esteem is because if you really understand all the different like qualities that build people up, you will be able to say to yourself, I am actually better than this group of people at this activity. And like, tell me, would that be hard for you to do? Yeah. Right. But why? Why is that hard for you to do? Because it's, it feels so wrong. Exactly. It just feels wrong. But that's because, again, it, it goes back to your core belief or whatever you want to name it as. Like, you don't want to compare. Why do you want to compare? Well, I didn't want to because I didn't, I didn't want to be anything other than grey and invisible. And I was okay with that. But you can be grey and invisible and internally in your but mind in, still compare but, yourself. But I wouldn't. Because I was in, I wanted to be invisible. I didn't want to be noticed. I didn't want the attention. I didn't want anything. Because it was safer that way. I think, that's a separate point. Yeah, but I, I think the, the illusion of safety that people give themselves by hiding is... It never creates a sense of safety. Because you're simply avoiding the danger until the danger eventually finds you. And the failing to compare yourself... Is, does not make you virtuous. It we're not, we're not, you... well, it's, it's not like I go around telling people, I'm better it's, than you it is in an, this. It's it, not about no. sharing it with others. It's about just you saying to yourself, and it doesn't, have, it doesn't change how I interact with people or anything like that. It's literally me saying, I am quicker at my three times table than you. That's it. That's the extent of it at this yeah. point because that's be, all it is it and that's anything. all I'm comfortable with at the minute yeah. I'm not comfortable saying oh I'm a better person or I'm nicer than you or I'm smarter than you that's way out of my comfort zone and to me that feels rude but to say oh I'm I can draw a stick figure be- better than you it's something very small but actually you're still comparing yourself but you're comparing yourself to something just in a way to give yourself a little bit of credit for what you're doing mm. And giving yourself that credit and going, actually, I worked really hard to draw that stick figure, and mine is better than yours. Yeah. You don't it's, have to share that, but you know inside you're like, aha, I did it better than you. It's about, <laughs> My arms are straighter than yours, whatever it might be. Like, Yeah, it's about recognising objective reality. Some, oftentimes, I would say, people describe things, and people with low self-esteem describe things that are just not true. Now, you might say, I feels true, but that doesn't matter how it feels. We're simply trying to learn to recognise reality as it is. Because I guarantee you, people will look from the outside can look at your life and say, that's actually really good. Mm. So you need to question yourself, why am I telling myself Well, it's like another, some, one man's rubbish is another man's treasure, isn't it? Like, everyone will see it in a different way. It's just, I think it's, it's a hard skill to do and not see it as you being rude or anything else. It's just you're saying... I have a good quality, mm. and, what, it is slightly, and it is slightly better than yours, but I'm not saying you're a bad person because of it. Yeah. Which takes us on to like the next one, 
which is to not see criticism as someone saying that you are a bad person, to separate it out. Mm. So if they say, oh, well, that, I don't know, that dinner was awful, which you've said to me a couple of times, and I would take that as you're saying that I'm an awful person and I'm a bad person, but actually that's not what you're saying at all. You're saying the dinner was bad, not I, the maker, am an awful person, but the dinner itself was bad. Yeah. And separating it out. So you have to teach yourself to hear and listen to what's being said to you. So when you said the dinner was awful, I heard you're an awful person, you're an awful cook, you're rubbish, I don't like you. Which isn't at all what you said. You just said the dinner was awful. Mm. So you have to retrain yourself to hear the criticism as it's said and it's not telling you that you are an utter failing as a human. That's not what it's about. No, and that, that sort of, you're right, it does tie into the previous point because it's about viewing things as objective reality. It's viewing things as what's actually being said and not to overemphasise or, you know, or change the meaning. What matters is what people say. There's no requirement to It's just very analysis. hard. Yes, and, and fully acknowledge that all of these points are difficult for people and the harder you find them, the lower you should think, right, that's a problem. That the indicates lower to you me, should think. The lower you should realise that your self-esteem is. Oh, OK, that wasn't a proper sentence. So the, you know, just recognise, if you feel like mm, there's a hesitance there, your hesitance is because you don't want to describe things as they accurately are. Um, so what was that point? So what was three? So not to see criticism as someone saying you're a bad person? Yeah, it's like moralising, isn't it? It's, it's trying to bring a moral judgement into something that is a factual description. So like when if, you've, if I've said that the dinner was bad, firstly, the fact that you remember that is really funny because I could tell you what that specific reverse you because here I am on the other side, the one saying it, simply letting you know whatever you did that wasn't very good. And yet for me, as a person with very limited self-esteem yeah you've remembered i've remembered it and i've held on to it and i know that i had to separate it from the fact you said the dinner was awful and not i am awful no but those are two completely separate points yes it but be... it's a it's yes, it skill is. but but to, for, so for me so linking to that first point remember it's it's as ridiculous for you to say that which it, again it's not a character assassination it's a yeah. you're viewing things Sure. just incorrect just it's, I, I as much could uh, you know it make as much sense to me as to say oh that dinner was awful as it says I wish I should go now I'm gonna leave you because they, they I are mean not I feel like that escalated very quickly it's no different that's the point when you sit when you hear one thing when it's related to you when it's related to your self-value you jump on hearing negativity you can like for you it feels more comfortable Mm. And yet, when I described another it's equally bad thing, it's my preferred mode of currency. Yeah, because you've done it a long. <laughs> I have a, a really good time. exchange rate on it. <laughs> but when I give you an equally ridiculous thing, but it's not specifically related to your self value. If anything, the thing I give you confirms your self worth. Suddenly, you're like, "Oh, that's that's ridiculous! Like, how outrageous!" It's a rid- all generally all of your low opinions of yourself are would be completely ridiculous to a third party, and that's what I would I would I would tell people to do: share them. If your if your opinion is so low and that you you know you provide no value, share them then because you've nothing to lose. And I guarantee you, people in your life when they genuinely hear your opinions about yourselves, that they don't think you're not joking. Genuinely, you feel this way. They will very quickly go, well, that's just not true. Like it's just it's just not true. But then it comes back to accepting the positive. 
So what advantage do you get from not accepting the positive? If you are coming from a place like I did, where you don't hear the positive because you're not used to hearing it or you don't know what to do with it or it, whatever, it can't get through your tortoise shell that you carry around with you and only negative can get through your tortoise shell. You've got to hear it, you've got to actually let it in. I think that's another stumbling block which isn't in R5, but like you've got to accept that in and hear it and take it on board and not just let it run off your back. It's hard, it's hard. I think all of these require Effort. bravery. They require they require courage, and and nobody can do that. For and you. effort and consistency. Yes, but nobody can do that for you. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You you for all for self esteem, you one hundred percent have to look inwardly. You it has to be driven by Which you. Which is really hard. It is really hard, especially when you don't know what you're doing. Anywho. But here's five things that you should be doing. <laughs> well, nice plug. Um, so number four. Now, how did we decide this word was said? Hyperbolic. Hyperbolic. I've written it down wrong, that's why. I can't, I can't tell what I've written. From hyperbole, right? Yeah. yeah. So hyperbolic language. Do you want to... Yeah, so hyperbolic language is like catastrophizing. It's simply saying when you describe things in about negative qualities or typically about yourself, you will use the greatest language to describe it. For example, I'm the worst cook. I'm terrible at doing my hair. I hate the way I dress. All of these are, hard, are actually, if you if you pictured a third party saying it, you would change your mind. So I think a tool I think I've used before is that picture your child or your nephew or as someone you know, a child saying those things about themselves. And if you think, oh, that's a terrible thing, actually, I wish they wouldn't say those things about themselves, realise you shouldn't be saying it about yourself. So sometimes... Yeah, if you wouldn't say it about someone else, don't say it about yourself. Yeah, so when you say, and not to detract from the point, but if you say, oh, I hate this, I hate that, do you, you don't mean I hate that. What you mean is, I just dislike it. I wish, what you mean is, I wish I wouldn't do that sort of thing. But when you naturally use that negative, extreme language, your brain adapts to it. Whether you consciously realise it or not, your brain is naturally adapting to those extremes and you need to as strongly use the positives about yourself. And and notice how hard that will be for you. But it's things like saying, oh, I'm always wrong. I'm just awful at spelling. Okay, we'll take it back and go, you're not always wrong. I was wrong on question one to three. But I got four to ten. Correct. Yeah, I was wrong then. Yeah, That's I was it. wrong in a specific, give a specific circumstance where you might have been wrong and then see the positive to it as well. If you always tell yourself, oh, I'm really rubbish at this and can't do it, I can't, it always goes wrong, then you will, it will always be affirmed because mm. that's what you're seeing. Because if you say, oh, I, was, I got it, I went slightly pear-shaped, that's what I say to the kids. I don't say wrong, I say pear-shaped because I'm like, actually... Well, there's nothing wrong with being wrong. Wrong at the minute has a really strong connotation to it. If you say, oh, I went pear-shaped, it's a little bit funny and you're like, oh, it's fine, I can come back from that. If you say wrong at the minute, it's very, like, final and finishing. Mm. So my phrasing is, oh, went pear-shaped, because I find it funny. Yeah. It makes me laugh and then I'm like, ah, well, I can come back if it's pear-shaped because I, I can make it right again, it's fine. Yeah. But it's not, it's saying I'm not there yet. I haven't failed I'm just not there yet. And that links in with like progress 
and things like that. So it's saying like, oh, I don't know my four times table yet, but I know the first three parts of it. I will learn the rest, but I just don't know them all yet. I can't do it in under 30 seconds, but I can do it in under a minute. And even that is all based on the assumption that failure is a bad thing. You know, you are not at school anymore. You're not children where your understanding of these issues is very basic. Failure is completely normal. I would suggest people want to fail as often as possible. I would say even in school, failure is fine. Yes, but people don't feel it's fine. No, but I would, and the ethos that I have in my, my classroom is that failure is okay. Like, I get things wrong, and that's okay. Like, nothing happens. And I have said that to a couple of children before. I was like, well, what's going to happen if you get it wrong? Is your head going to explode? Is the world going to stop turning? Is the sky going to fall down? And it's just about doing that for yourself and knowing that actually failure isn't a bad thing. You learn from failure. You make good steps from failure. But if you can't deal with the word failure or wrong, find a different way of phrasing it. Like mine is pear-shaped because I couldn't handle the word wrong or failure. So I went to pear-shaped because I could get along with it. But it's just about having that balance. And the, the, again, like the little sort of test you can do for yourself for this is, again, just like the positive self-talk, think to yourself something really over-the-top positive. So you might say, oh, I hate myself. You know, I hate how I look. Okay. You just said over-the-top positive and you went to, I hate myself. Yeah, so here's the flip side. Just, just chill out. Um, Don't worry. Just give yourself, just say to yourself the exact reverse then. As confidently and as passionately as you would say something terrible about yourself, say... I have the best body of anyone. I'm an Adonis. And feel how, and feel how awkward that makes you sound. That I mean, you, you said that very confidently. Well, a lot of practice. It's not hard when it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the idea is that when you have that hesitation, when, you, when it feels wrong, that's because you just aren't practised at it. You are more practised at saying the uncomfortable extreme than you are the positive extreme. And that's, mm-hmm. that's sort of how those two sort of points blend together. And then the last one is invest in yourself. So you might invest in stocks and shares. Oh, I love it. Finances. No, we're not talking about that. We can do, though. No, People are no, interested no. and you do want to know. Oh, if you want to know, that's fine, but I don't have to be involved in that. I heard enough. And as a separate point, before we get there, because I know she's going to go on to it, if people do want to talk um, or get any sort of advice or information about sort of what things might be available for you if you've got FND, what sort of support and you know, your financial options and things like that. If that's something people are interested in, we can always look into it for you. We can try and condense it, because I know sometimes... There's a lot of information. Yeah, the UK government information, and it's changed, I think, recently with ESA and stuff, but it's quite complicated. So if people do want to cover those sorts of topics, let us know. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Just do 0.5, whatever 0.5 So, So as you would in, like, a bank account in savings, you put money into it for, like your holiday fund or you put it in for you know whatever it might a new car whatever it might be you have to do that with yourself so you have to invest time and effort into yourself do things that you like so like for me I've just started swimming again that's me investing in myself that's saying hey you are worth spending a bit of time with yourself on yourself let's go swimming twice a week whatever it might be Mm. that sort of thing it's very important that you give back to yourself if you're someone who gives a lot out to other people see yourself as someone you need to give to as well almost separate it out and go right well I've given everything to all my friends this week I'm going to keep 
five, 10% back and I'm going to give back to me and I want to watch a movie tonight and I want to eat popcorn. If that's what you want to do, go for it. If that's what's going to make you happy, then why not? Like, you've got to put the effort into yourself. Yeah, what's, um, what this always makes me think of is um, like willpower. So willpower is finite. And you like, don't have any of that. No, I don't have any willpower. But what I do know is that because it's finite, it fades across the day. So you're at your best, you're at your most sort of, you know, diligent and hardworking in the morning when you still have that willpower. And that is when you need to prioritise yourself. Is that why you don't eat snacks in the morning? No, exactly. You've got willpower. How much easier it is in the morning to have that healthier breakfast? And yet, by the come, you know, half nine, ten o'clock at night, you're eating that bag Tub of, of ice cream. That, yeah, or the bag of kettle crisps or something like that. Did you eat the kettle crisps that were in the cupboard? I have eaten some of those kettle crisps, yes. <sighs> the point remains, in the morning, you're at your best. And you need to give that best to the most important person. And that is you. If you have low self-esteem... You need to invest in yourself because at the moment it's deficit. It's like a desert. It's dry, and that needs where the that's where the water needs to go. So if you need to in the morning really prioritize this, that's when you do it. You know, you do it just when you're fresh and renewed. And over the day, it will fade, and that's okay. We recognize that's a reality. And the next morning, we start again. We start again, and we have a really good hour where we compliment ourselves and we say nice things and we do the positive self-talk. You go swimming, you go for a walk, exactly. or you do crafts, or whatever that's, it might be. That's when you do the thing that is going to be in your best interest. Because we know as the day it's going to fade and it's going to get harder, so you can't wait until you get home from work. You can't, like, once I've sorted everyone else out, because all that's left is, oh, it's, it's nine, half nine, I'm going to jump in front of, I'm just going to lay in front of the sofa. Because that's all you've lay got effort for. Yeah, just lay in front of the sofa. <laughs> just stand I the lay sofa. on the floor. I find it comfortable. Yeah, but yeah, you'll, you'll find you're not giving yourself your best hours. Then you're giving yourself all that is left, but I would, and that's not enough. I would say that to begin with, because I've only just started doing it, to give what's left is a good starting point. If you can give nothing else, but I mean that's like yeah, bare, that will barely keep you. Yes, together. but it will. It will. It will do something and then gradually shift how much you're giving to yourself. And it's not being selfish. And I have a real thing around the words selfish and selfish, selfishness. Well, how have you said selfishness? No, that's not you it. You just said it fine, selfishness. Did I? Oh, okay. Around that. In my head it sounded completely weird. Um, and I'm always very aware that I don't want to be perceived as selfish. But looking after yourself isn't being selfish. It's looking after yourself. And that's a really key distinction to make is that just because you say, no, I don't want to go out today, I want to sit and I want to watch a film, that doesn't make you selfish. If you say no to someone to help them move house because you want to go swimming, that's not necessarily being selfish. You're just looking after yourself. You see, here's where I would differ slightly from that. I completely agree with the sentiment, but I think it's okay to be selfish. I think it's simply a misunderstanding. I think people have flogged selfishness to death as if the idea that you invest time in yourself is a problem. But it's not. There's, there's, I guarantee you, most people are selfish the majority of the time. People with low self-esteem are giving of themselves too much. There is, there is not enough balance in their life. Because at the end of the day, only you can really pay attention to what you need other people can support you and they can help you but they can never be the driver you have to do that internally and so when people say like you know if for example you had the possibility of helping somebody move house but you know you had you know this is the only opportunity for you to go see this whatever 
pander at the zoo that you absolutely love and you've never got to see it, you've saved up for years, that's okay. And that and you need to accept that that's okay. I that you went to a panda. Well, I thought what's quite rare and that people would want to like have to like save up to see. I think you have to go to China and see pandas, don't you? <laughs> Either way, the point is that selfishness is okay. Like I think far too many people give of themselves too much. And remember that if you give too much of yourself, you will burn out and then there will be nothing left. You need to be like a plant that focuses as <laughs> much on like the fruit it produces as the roots it digs and, and the leaves and stuff. It needs to be a balance. And that's what you need to make sure. Am I looking after myself as much as I'm looking after others? And that excludes complicated family lives and things like that where you're in special circumstances. But in summary then, so what were the five we've covered? See if you can remember. So, see if I can remember. In order. See if you can remember. I, I, I can remember, okay, but I want I'm going to go for positive self-talk, i.e. saying nice things about what you do. Ideally, say it aloud. That's the best thing. And actually, if you can share it with people, that's even better. But to start with, just saying it internally in your head. Uh, the next one... Oh, my God, it's so complicated already. It's not complicated. The next one, is, is that like progression? No. Nope. Incorrect. Give, give me a hint. Um, this is the summary. We should just be just telling what it is. Comparison to others. Comparison to others. It's perfectly acceptable um, to, I would say, do a list and write down all the different ways in which you can be unique. If you do a list, you've got 100 items, and you genuinely don't think you're better than the average, remember that's what you're looking for, better than the average than other people, then you need to be more adventurous. You need to go find more random, esoteric activities. Esoteric? esoteric. Did you swallow a thesaurus? It's a good word, I like it. But did you swallow a thesaurus? Not yet, no. That's the negativity she gives me. But it bounces off. Boink, whip, straight away. Don't you boink, whip me. Number three is not seek criticism um, as you being a bad person. So this is about moralising. This is, if someone says something negative, it simply is just a learning point. Recognise it as objective fact. That's fine. That could be better in that person's opinion. No problem. And we move on. It's not a valuation of you as a human being, whether you've done right or wrong. Just because someone tells you you burnt potatoes for dinner does not make you a bad person. No, it doesn't, but they were burnt. They, they were not burnt. They were burnt and they were terrible. They were crunchy. They, okay, right. <laughs> they were crunchy. They were crunchy. I agree. I wanted crunchy potatoes, so I landed exactly okay. where I wanted to. Then I found those crunchy potatoes to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Number four is, is, is Montio use of hyperbolic language. So... I using extreme language. I, I, I always do this. I never do this. You know, you never care for me. I'm Fuck. such a failure. I'm such a failure. Catch yourself using those unfair words. And if you insist on using them, then you must also insist on using them for those positive traits. So you must always say, I'm always right. I'm fantastic it's at this. It's not unusual for you to say that sentence. Exactly. I've just got that high self-esteem. And the number five is invest in yourself. You see, I just cut her off. I boing just, flip. I just straight over. Boing flip. If you wish to steal boing flip, you may yeah, steal like boing flip. Water off my back. Mm -hmm. But flip. invest in yourself. You've got to put that time and effort into your future now and you've got to prioritise yourself in the day. So find time for you regardless of when because if you can't look after yourself, you will not be able to look after others long term. Five things you do to build self-esteem. How did that go? Crushed it. Crushed it. See? You are learning. <laughs> um, if anyone's got any other good tips, absolutely feel free to uh, share them. Yeah. I know that you read every single comment that every everyone posts so yeah. um no it will be picked up and i think the plan is for next week or i don't know what the time frame will be but to do another one on habits which will tie back into 
um, sort of I think five methods in which you can build a habit out of positive self-talk, which I think is the most important thing, which is why we put it at number one. But uh, yeah, anything from you? No, that's all. I hope we did a good summary. Like she started, I tried to finish. So let me know how that goes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.